All right. It is 613. Thank you, everyone, for hanging in there with us. I am Kimberly M. Starks, accredited public relations practitioner and principal consultant of Blue Scorpion Reputation Management. We experienced technical difficulties today, believe it or not, but we are here and we are so glad that you are here and hung in here with us. Today we have our special guests back by popular demand. We have Angel Van Ellison and we also have Martha House. They are both leaders in the Women in Technology Association. Please, let's give it up for them. Thank you so much for coming back on to our Facebook Live session today. And we'll jump right in. So we talked about a, a lot of things the last time that you all were on. And now that we have another opportunity to talk, I would like to find out, let's start out with what does it mean to be a woman in technology in the 21st century? Um, I would say, hello everyone. I would say being a woman in tech is just being a female in the STEM in STEAM industry. Um, and I say STEAM instead of STEM because I want to include the A being art. So science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And we all know those things can intersect. So you might be an animator. You might be um, interested in science and technology and doing a lot of um, research. So I just think it's anyone in that field with those passions that may even overlap in different letters of STEAM. Okay. What about for you, Martha? What does it mean to be a woman in technology in the 21st century? I would have to agree with Nicole, but I also think it's women that are trying to succeed and get those um, capabilities as well. So like someone who wants to learn more about technology and coding, anyone who's trying to further their education in any of those fields. And it's all about the journey. You have to be aware of the journey because that's very important. Mm, so. The journey. Yes, that, that is very important. Talk about the journey and what is necessary for females to have a strong presence in such a male-dominated industry. So I think that you have to stay connected to the people around you and you have to learn that your voice is just as important, but it's also about learning how to find your voice and that's that's really what's important because day by day if you put forth the effort to be a little bit known like more known that you're a very important role in the process of technology then your head mind space will be very different than oh i'm not that smart i don't have the capabilities no just keep working like it's very important okay that's what I think. What about you, Angel? What? What's I echo everything. Mm -hmm. What's necessary for females to have a strong presence? I think um, also just kind of being real with yourself, especially especially in your college years, acknowledging that you don't know everything, and that's okay. Um, and there's this idea that I used to have in my head that the guys in my class knew what they were doing. They they already had it. And I was the one that was somehow behind and kind of just getting out of that imposter syndrome and just really like reminding yourself, you are here to improve yourself, to gain skills, to be exposed to different things and find out what you like. 
may come into college thinking you're going to do this and be that. And then you meet someone or you take a class and everything changes. So I think it's about just being realistic with yourself and, and really just being vulnerable and talking about those feelings. And that's what WIT was for me, a place for me to say what I was feeling and, and going through. And that's how I ended up going in thinking I was going to be a CS major and ended up being IT. So I just think it's about being realistic with yourself and not saying just because I'm a female in STEM, I have to be perfect. I have to be this and that. You can be human too. You're a person like everybody else. That's good feedback. Good feedback. For our viewers, let's take a step back because I know that we know one another. You all have been on before, but for some of our viewers who are new, they may not know about your background. So, Angel, start us off. Tell us a little bit about you and share with us about women in technology, uh, the new, the new uh, sector that you have uh, launched. We want to hear all about it. Share with us. Sure. Um, I'm Savannah, Georgia. I graduated from Georgia Southern University a year ago, um, almost exactly a year ago. It's kind of scary. Um, I'm now a software engineer at Pfizer. And um, I actually had my work anniversary yesterday. So um, it's an exciting time. And um, in college at Georgia Southern, I found women in technology, came at the end of my sophomore year, and I ended up serving as VP and then president of that club and winning some scholarships, which was sponsored by Pfizer, the company I now work at. So uh, women in technology played a huge role in where I am now in my career. Crazy to say my career. <laughs> and not just what I want to do one day. I'm actually doing it and i'm also a ui ux designer um and with women in technology there's so many things um i love about this org they are always looking for a gap where um there are women that need support and giving it to them and women in technology yo pros is a brand new program that was just announced a week ago we literally just announced the leadership team today and i'm the program director the volunteer program director and i'm very excited um, the team is full of amazing young ladies. Some of them I've known for a while. Some I'm just meeting. It's very diverse. And I just, the ideas, the, the passion, the energy, mm -hmm. I'm really excited to be a part of it. Um, you can find us, Women in Technology, um, ATL, if you will, on LinkedIn. It should come up. Um, but if you want to contact us, it's um, wityopros at mywit.org. Uh, so you can ask us any questions, but we're going to be releasing out details soon. So I'm super excited. Um, that program is for 20 to 29. If you are um, anywhere in that age group, college graduate, or just looking to come into STEM and you graduate with something completely different, we're going to be here to get you where you want to go. That's amazing. Congratulations on the launch of that and all that you've done with women in technology. Martha, we'd love to hear your story. Tell us about you and your background and how you entered into uh, technology and where you are now. So I'm currently going to be starting my senior year of college at Georgia Southern. I'm an IT major with a data science concentration and I have an IS minor, which is information systems, if you don't know. And my technology really stemmed from me wanting to be an actuarial scientist. This is my like stem off. So that's more like math based statistical predictions. But I found out that I really wanted to work with technology and the improvement of using the statistics to change 
and think of how everything happens differently and improve people's lives. And that's really what I found out that I wanted to do when I went and shadowed for a couple of days at an insurance company in Alabama. So I just knew ever since then that anything that could get me to where I can improve other people's lives by changing statistical numbers to like predict things for them, that's really what I wanted to do. And any type of path I could do that, that's what I want to do. Yeah, that's amazing. That's really good. I would love to know as a parent myself uh, of a daughter who is in college and she is going after her biomedical degree, I would love to find out from you all from a young age, when did you know that technology would be the path for you? For me, I definitely, I definitely think that the moment my dad put a controller in my hands for, from a PlayStation 2, I kind of just started levitating and then the sky opened up. Uh, but I grew <laughs> with video games. And, you know, at that time, a lot of the girls I was in that had my classes or were in my summer camps, they didn't really like video games. And I kind of understand, I started to understand the the world a little bit and that girls do this and boys do that and I just I'm glad my parents didn't agree with it they always kind of like if you want to do this we'll support you and it's always been that and um, so with video games I think it's really interesting I graduated IT with a minor in animation so anywhere where technology and art touch I've been in, I've been loved and that's all video games were. so I, I think it all connects um, video game development photography um, extended reality. I'm in a couple of communities doing a lot with um, with VR and AR, and and then I have my art studio, and I just I just absolutely love art and technology. And I think if you expose to a child and don't let the stereotypes of society get in their head, you'd be surprised what that girl would do. That's amazing. I love that story, Martha. I, I would love to hear about yours and when you knew at what age you knew that you wanted to go into technology? I think that I would have to say in elementary school, when we got the chance to play Pop Tropica on the computers at school, it may be a little old school, but I used to love Pop Tropica. And so even though I recently went back and looked at all of the Pop Tropica maps and they've created so much more. And that may sound a little corny, but then I got into World of Warcraft, and then I started playing Xbox 360, and then it just, like, spewed from there. But I think that that really, like, helped me know that I wanted to be in technology. But I didn't know that I wanted to be, like, mostly in technology until I came to college. I knew I wanted to do something with numbers because I loved math but I didn't know how because my parents didn't really talk to me about like technology. But then I found out that you could do things to create different types of apps. And that's something that I really want to do. Okay. Also. And so it came from shadowing when you found out your, your passion and your love, that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's, that's great. So for the parents out there who are listening, who, maybe have daughters talk about what are some of the things that they can do to nurture and foster their daughter's growth and love for technology um you can definitely expose your child like i said um expose her and also combat the things she's gonna hear when she goes to school like why do you like this that's not for girls like we still live in that world 
So you have to tell her she can be a software engineer or whatever it is and ask her wants to do that isn't seen as the ordinary thing for a girl to do or a lady to do. I don't I don't think it's really um, raising your kid to just really believe in themselves and understand that sometimes the world isn't going to be that supportive. And sometimes you're not going to see other people in the room, right, at a conference that you're really interested in, preparing your child for that. Because a lot of girls who are really interested in STEAM but when they get in those spaces, they get uncomfortable. And um, some of them can be kind of like the locker room, you know, a boys club. So you have to kind of um, raise your child, kind of always be passionate about what she's doing. And, and then when she's there, creating or being a part of something like WIT that gives us the support that we need. So I think that's key. Okay, that's good insight. What about you, Martha? Do you have anything to add to what Angel said? I would have to say get them involved in groups, like different types of groups when they're younger. So as Wits making the 20 to 29, um, I think that they should try and find different types of groups that encourage females to work together. Um, I worked, I didn't work, but I volunteered my, in high school, my freshman year, I volunteered at a STEAM program for elementary school students over the summer. And it was amazing to see how many females and like, well, young females and males, because they were young, um, come out just to take apart old computers and then try and rebuild them. And I thought that was something so cool because it put them into an environment where they could learn and like try and create their own thing. And it really opens up the artistic side of their, their brains. And it, does a lot of collaboration that's very important when you get older too. That's good. That's good. Well, it sounds like you all have had a wonderful journey uh, into technology, but I'm sure that there have been challenges along the way. Care to share some of those challenges and how you personally have overcome them? So I'll start off. So when I started in IT, I realized that there weren't a lot of males, but I also realized that there were females that couldn't really feel like themselves in like the male dominant population of our classes. So I just tried to insert myself into those situations, even though I wasn't necessarily comfortable being around females all of the time because I didn't have the communication skills. But because I played video games all the time when I was younger, I knew how the guy's head worked and how they communicated. So I just tried to mend both sides. So that was my path, sort of. So you used video gaming as a way to connect with the guys and have conversations with them and build relationships from that point. Yes. Got it. Okay. What about you, Angel? Talk about some of the, challenge, the challenges that you may have experienced on the road to getting to where you are at this point. Yeah, sure. First, I want to say Martha's a great gamer. Like, she's the truth. <laughs> she beat me a lot. Um, and, and for me, I would say uh, definitely the imposter syndrome. When I started my internship, um, and also when you graduate, you know, especially depending on what company you're at, you might be around people who are older than you, the age of your parents, they have kids, they, 
or your age. <laughs> and, you know, there's this kind of like to be at the peer level with them. So I've caught myself still. I still say, yes, ma'am. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm from the South. So that's just how I was raised. But um, I think that them be not ever making me feel like even when I was an intern, that you are an intern, you're younger. But just me gaining the confidence to say, I'm at this table and I belong to be here. Like everything I say is just as important. I don't sound stupid when I open my mouth. These are things I kind of had to work on and get my confidence. And it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about just being honest about where you were. There were a lot of things in my internship when it started that I didn't know. And, and because I was being honest about it, I was able and not trying to fake it till I make it and just think it'll just come about. I took the time and made a plan of what I was going to study, what I was going to what training I was going to do, and that's what helped me. So the challenges were definitely the confidence area, and I thought it was interesting coming from college where I came from, you know, being president of WIT and Martha and a lot of other young ladies have kind of built my confidence for me because that organization, I'm really grateful. Um, to come from, from that to being an intern at Fortune 500 company and kind of feeling like, how did I get here? I don't belong. I'm too unlucky to be here. But now, and yesterday was my, my, my work anniversary. I'm, I'm very much so confident and um, now I have responsibility. So you just have to get over that hump. But if it wasn't for other people, you know, I don't know how long it would have taken me. So having that community surrounding yourself with like-minded people and having confidence mm -hmm. is what it sounds like got you all both across to the finish line mm -hmm. that's interesting if you were to go back to your younger self if you had that opportunity or if you <laughs> had a young lady that was sitting right next to you what would you tell your younger self or that younger lady i would say to speak out speak out and be a part of it because i live by this motto where you have to like if you don't go and do it, somebody else might, and then you may not have the opportunity. So I think that you should always just try and speak out and like sh share your ideas and try and do more. At least try and include yourself a part of it, like a part of the discussion, because you can learn so much in just a few words that somebody might say, and you can truly impact somebody's life by just like saying hello or like, just telling them you're doing such a great job. And so I just think that little things that you do during the day can impact you for the long run. So true. So true. What about you, Angel? It would definitely be just go for it. Like not to copy Nike, but just do it. Like go for it. I mean, there were positions that I did not apply for because I just, I didn't meet all of the requirements. And there's just stats that show that males they can be less qualified and still will go for, but women will have all this hesitation and, and be doubtful of ourselves. There were so many leadership roles that I should have done before with that I didn't. Um, just go for it. Any voice telling you not to go for it, don't listen to it. You have got to break out of that. I think there's a thing inside of young women that has to be activated almost. And once you get that thing activated, you're going to be, you're gonna you're gonna be gone. You're gonna do way more than you ever thought you would. I, I would just I would just tell her go for it. And even if you're the first person to do it, even if everyone says you're crazy, 
you should do it even more. <laughs> That's my advice. All right. Well, you've heard it here first, everyone. The, the word of the day is to go for it, or the phrase of the day is to, to go for it. That's wonderful. Well, before we switch into talking about careers in technology, I want to pause for a moment and talk about gaming. Now, Martha Angel has played you up and said that you are really good at, at your games. So talk about gaming for a moment. Tell us what you play. What's your favorite game? Ooh. Modern Warfare. I won two Warzone maps last night. What? Two of them. Yes. And cool. I know that the viewers will be like, what? Yes, <laughs> I did. I carried both games too. Had the top kills. That's, that's but amazing. I also love Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I love Minecraft too and Sims and stuff like that, but Modern Warfare is my favorite game right now. Okay. Share yes. with us your 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 gamer name so that people can play against you, uh, come and check you out. Oh yes, my gamer tag is Orange Martha2121. I have a whole sweater that has it on it. What? That's how dedicated I am. Yes. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but I play on PlayStation and I love it. I'm ready to see the PlayStation 5, though, but I'm not excited to pay for it. <laughs> but I'm, I want to see it. Yes, yes, that should be coming out fairly soon. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm also a PlayStation gamer because I'm smart. Um, <laughs> I'm oh. sorry. I'm a PlayStation superior all the way around. I was, I was raised PlayStation all the way up. Um, I, I obviously I'm above my head. I have like the last five Call of Duty games, so guilty. I love love God of War and Assassin's Creed. Um, I'm an artist. I'm a you know digital artist, so I love I love beautiful video games that just make you feel like you're somewhere else. And during a quarantine, we want to be anywhere but our apartments or our homes right now. Um, my gamer tag is fvan5. Um, Cause my dad made it when I was a little girl, like I said, and I've kept the same PSN my whole life. So um, FN Five, you can party with us. Martha will win or outscore us, just like you know now. Um, but I love it because I've met some really cool people in a safe way, <laughs> not in person. I've had some gamer friends for years now, um, but I think people used to think that playing video games is kind of like a waste of time or it's like a, a thing you do to not be productive, but now there's a whole industry for it. So I just would like to, to open your minds a little bit. I think that this audience would definitely get why gaming is important. Um, it is a sport. I think it's a real sport. I think that there are real athletes out there and it should be respected and I'm just happy to be part of this community. Well, that's good. Yes. And, and speaking of gaming and the switch now everyone wants to to be a part of gaming which leads into the career opportunities in gaming and other technological fields talk about the opportunities that are out there for women i would have to say there's a lot of different developing roles but there's also a lot of creative idea roles so people who code aren't always that creative mind, but they want people who are gonna create a story. Just like in this game called Life is Strange, if you ever get the opportunity to play that game, it has so many base 
like decisions that you have to create. And then the end of the story changes. And it's an amazing game. My friend showed me the game and I was like, this is actually amazing. I don't like role play games where you like decide what's gonna happen in the situation, but they really need people who are gonna think like that. People who have the different side of the brain because there's a left brain and a right brain and we need both. That's what I think. Okay. I strongly agree. Um, I think that video games are the intersection of everything um, because there are games on cooking and fashion and there's a little more violent games and there's games for kids. Games are something that everyone can enjoy and um, especially as you get older, I think that we, I think we're seeing a growth of like the older community, um, really like, like in the nursing homes with VR headsets on now, we're seeing a lot more um, Animal Crossing, more peaceful games. Um, I just think that when you cross over technology with a passion, you got something and gaming always fits in there. So I just think that if you are a girl who, like me, loves shoes, and you um, also have a passion for technology or know someone, you guys could get together and create an app for, for selling shoes. You guys can um, make a game about it. Like, there are games on, like, the most simple, simple things. So I just think that because gaming has been kind of underrated for a while, or seen my way, the perspective of it is, is changing a lot. And I think that we're seeing we can do a lot more with it. Education is another huge thing really quick I want to talk about. I feel like kids get bored. I know I was bored. I'm going to be honest with you. I was bored in that classroom. Like, I, I, I had ADHD. I was just, you know, all over the place. But whenever I could play on Disney Channel, I played games. And I would also play, like, um, PBS had games. I would play computer games that taught me Spanish, that taught me. I do that now today to learn Spanish. When you cross gaming over with anything else, you, the possibilities are endless. That's, that's, you were right on point in, in saying that, both of you. And this leaves me with the, the final thought that I want to pose for you all as it relates to gaming and the pursuit of a career in technology. What suggestions do you have for parents, especially during this time where we're spending a lot of time at home uh, as a result of COVID and there may be kids out there right now playing more video games than ever before? Martha? Um, can you rephrase that one time for me? I think I got the question, but I'm not too sure. The question was, what suggestions do you have for parents? Okay, I would say to let them game and invite yourself to join them. Like, if you can be with your kid in the gaming environment, it, it creates the bonds in your family, but it also shows you how they're thinking. And it will show you a different way of thinking as well. Because gaming is something more important than it was maybe 50 years ago, but it really changes how you think. And it's very educational and it makes you concentrate better. I found that I've, I'm really good at concentrating when I'm playing a video game. So I think it helps your concentration. Even if parents don't think so, I suggest that they try and game a little bit and see how they think. So those are my thoughts. Okay. What about you, Angel? I, what she's describing is definitely my experience. Um, I would also just add 
you know, challenge your kid to make game. So um, I think Josh might have mentioned this when he was on, but Make Code by Microsoft is a really good uh, program for children to learn how to code using more block-based um, system, but it can, can be converted into JavaScript as well, which is nice. But they can also buy devices like handheld games where they can play the game that they made themselves. So you just kind of want to like push for innovation and make your challenge your kid. If they like to play with toys, challenge them to make their own toy. Make them think outside the box. Push them a little. Um, if they like movies, challenge them, buy them the stuff to make their own movie. I just think that once you, um, especially now, it's the perfect time, and have your family be the actors, right? And let your child be the director. I'm serious. Like, I mean, there's, all, there's so much software for free. There's so many programs for free. And these children can be learning these skills now, you know, especially the summers. When they come back, the summer's over. They've got two movies and a game. And now they have a portfolio. So that's my advice. Yes, that's, that's very true. Well, please share with us how our viewers can get in touch with you and how they can learn more about women in technology. Angel, you start us off. Oh, women in technology, like I said, that's our name on LinkedIn. Um, my name is Angel Van Allison on, Angel Nicole Van Allison on LinkedIn as well. If you have any questions, please DM me. Um, I'm currently redoing my website, so I'm not gonna put that out there. Um, but yes, I am on PlayStation. Uh, so we can game. Um, I have an art studio called Digitalis Reality. It's the Digital Is Reality. You can find us on Instagram. And we have a bunch of cool projects that we're really excited to drop. So um, be on the lookout for that. And thank you for having me. Thank you. And what about you, Martha? How can people reach you? Well, you can reach me on LinkedIn at Martha Hawes. Or you can reach me on Facebook at Martha Haas. I also have an Instagram, which is M-H-A-U-S-E 21. And then everyone knows my gamer tag, which is Orange Martha 2121. And you can just message me if you have any questions or if you want to play anytime. I'm always down. All right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for coming on again today. Angel and Martha, we are always happy to have you. And to our viewers, thank you again for your patience. We were off to a late start due to technical difficulties, but thanks to your patience, we've had yet another great segment and we look forward to seeing you all again on next week. In the meantime, please visit us online at bluereputation.today. And this concludes our weekly Facebook Q&A session. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Angel and Martha. And you all have a good evening. Bye. Bye. Bye.